Hello, Tea Crew, and welcome to a brand new episode of Tea Talk with Shaw. Today, we're going to be getting into all of the topics all over social media and the internet, and we're also going to be getting into my very first story time with you guys, so you're not going to want to miss this. Stay tuned. All right, tea crew, we have a lot to get into today, so let's get straight into the tea. So the thing that everybody's talking about, Donda, the latest album by Kanye West, has been released. Um, The album was released this following um, Saturday, and so it'll have been out for about four days at the time of recording, so people have really gotten a chance to dive in and listen to the album. And right off top, I just want to congratulate yay because the album is already number one in like 93 countries at the time of recording it's probably more by the time you guys are listening to it so it's definitely a success but of course you know what we're here for we're here for the tea people let's get into the tea surrounding this album drop so at on friday evening um during boosie bash <laughs> kanye west claimed the record was held up by the baby's manager so um for all that have haven't really been caught up on what's been going on kanye west held a third listening event in chicago and at that listening event he had marilyn manson and he also had the baby on another version of the song jail which was previously done by um kid cuddy and jay-z so i had to remember who was who (laughs) so in the original track it was kid cuddy and jay-z in the updated version of the track it was the baby and marilyn Manson. So Kanye claimed that he was ready to go with the release on Friday, but there were some holdups still. And one of them was that the baby's management group was not signing off on the verse. So he posted those screenshots of him reaching out to his management. And then I guess reaching out to the baby's management, trying to figure out what was going on with that situation. And then to everybody's surprise, Saturday morning, Donda was streaming on all um, streaming platforms. It was open to all streaming platforms Saturday morning. So Kanye then alleged that Universal released an unfinished version of the album Donda, um, but there was Jail Part 2, which did feature the baby and Marilyn Manson, and then another version of the song OK, OK. And I think that featured the Jamaican artist Shanisha. So there were some of the songs that were able to still be added to the album after it was um, released, uh, which was, I guess, an unfinished project that ended up being released by Universal Music Group. So then there were a few artists that were upset that they were left off of the album, probably because this was like a draft version and not the finished album. But Soldier Boy took to his Instagram and Twitter and started calling out Kanye immediately after the release when he realized that his verse had not been added to the song Remote Control. And then um, Chris Brown was on a song called New Again, and his verse was not on that song either. So I guess the version that Universal released 
does not have these versions. But my whole thought about that was just like, okay, so they're going to obviously do a deluxe version of the album and add in these tracks that were left off or the tracks that were unfinished. So probably just do it like that and make even more money by releasing the album again as a deluxe, put an extra few songs on it, and then give people the versions with the features that were left off the first version. You see what I'm saying? So I feel like in my mind, that's the easy fix, but they were upset about that. But the controversy is not over with this album. So the baby, like I said before, was demoted from the jail version part one to jail part two. And then um, Brie Babineau, the gospel artist, um, came and spoke about how her rendition of um, Lord, I need you to wrap your arms around me was used um in the record in one of the records um but she was not told about it she did not sign off a release for it nothing and then <laughs> the originator of the song be slayed came back to brie and said yeah when you recorded it and you put it on your instagram and that went viral and blew you up as a music a gospel music star you never um, made mention to me either. You didn't ask for rights to the song. You didn't even tell me you were going to put out a version of the song. So this is the thing. It's different. So basically what happened was Brie Babineau, the gospel star, was young. I think she was, you know, just, you could tell in the video, she's just like barefaced, looking like she's in her 20s or so. They were having like a praise and worship session and somebody started to record her singing the bridge of Make Me Over. Now, this is a gospel hit by B. Slade, but it's not really wrong to perform somebody's songs live as long as you don't record it. And to my knowledge, I don't think Brie Babineau ever recorded you know, this song at all. I think she just sang it for a worship session. The way she sang it and the way that they arranged it for her to sing it went viral. And she ended up having, you know, still having a successful gospel career versus what Kanye did was take the viral clip, use the same exact arrangement and then put it on an album. I'm like, B. Slade should be madder at Kanye than Brie Babineau. But that's just my opinion. So I was like, it wouldn't be yay if there wasn't a little drama to do with the release, which I think is definitely part of his thing, right? He wants it to be what everybody's talking about. He's perpetuating it. He's posting it on his Instagram, Twitter, you know, whatever platforms he has to make sure everybody's talking about it. So he doesn't want things to fall by the wayside either in the way of drama. So it's just like, he wants the drama, the label probably loves the drama. All this is bringing to people's attention that the album is now out and you can go stream the album. You know what I mean? So there's no bad press when you have a project coming out. So we'll see how all of these claims unravel as the weeks go by or if they're just going to continue to add new tracks to the album as they're completed. All right, let's move on to the next topic. Summer Walker airs out her ex London on the track once again. So the couple have been going back and forth since their breakup um, when the baby was about two months old. They share a daughter together 
And, you know, this time Summer was just talking about like the lack of support, how she's really raising her daughter on her own. And after she did a couple subs on Instagram, she decided to go live and clear the air as one of some one of London's other um, child's mother's Ebony came in to say that, you know, Summer just dramatic, that London is there for all of his kids and that he's not a deadbeat. I mean, just recently, Ebony was saying that he was, but I don't know. So they're going back and forth. The girls are fighting. Um, <laughs> Summer takes their Instagram and just talks about, you know, he doesn't support her, that she actually, you know, is dating someone else who has stepped in in the stepfather role to her daughter. She says the cars and stuff that he bought her were all leased and she wants her him to come pick them up because they've been become more of a burden because they're not paid off. And so she has to worry about what she has to pay and what she has to do because he went and set all this stuff up and then he kind of just left her with the cars and now she has to figure out who needs to be paid and what needs to go on or, you know, who can even come pick the cars up if she doesn't want to complete, um, keep them. So they're just going back and forth. And then London posted something about people lying and being all cap and all this stuff. Like he definitely takes care of his child and London's all cap. And the stuff that Summer is saying is all cap. And I just want them to really just take it off social media. You know what I mean? Now, do I think that he's father of the year? I absolutely do not. Do I think that she's mother of the year? Mm, probably not there either. Um, you know, she made some controversial remarks about people that are vaccinated not being around her and her child and all this stuff. So she's really over there going off. Um, and we talked about the the baby food situation where she was trying to feed her newborn raw honey. So they both probably needed a parenting class before giving birth, but that's their business. Um, but yeah, people are just saying, you know, girl, we saw this summers in the studio. We want the album. We don't want the drama. So just work it out with your ex and keep on raising that beautiful baby. All right, let's go on to the third topic. You on Netflix. The trailer has dropped. You guys, you is my favorite show on Netflix. It's just Dexter vibes, but new generation. Well, Dexter's coming back now too, but it's like new generation Dexter vibes. It's like, I'm about to, you know, you're not going to know what hits you. You're just going to wake up in a basement. <laughs> I can't tell you why these are my favorite things, but they just are. I don't know. Um, so the trailer has dropped and the show is coming back for season three. It's going to be debuting on October 15th. And I just love this show. I can't say more things about it. It's, if you haven't watched it yet, now is the time to start binging season one and two. So you can be ready for the drop October 15th. And they revealed that Joe is having a baby that he's having a little bundle of joy and um, that's going to be what season three is surrounding. So I am super excited. I can't wait for this drop and I will definitely be reviewing the whole season or like, let's face it, I'm going to binge it the whole season. I'll be reviewing the whole season. I'll give you guys like uh, maybe two or three weeks to watch it before I review it because I know I'll probably watch it that weekend. But yes, you is coming back. Can't wait. And also in drop news, Certified Lover Boy 
by Drake is going to be coming out September 3rd. He confirmed it with the pregnant <laughs> lady emoji in all shades um, on his Instagram today. I think he had also said it on SportsCenter. So he is confirming that CLB, also known as Certified Lover Boy, his latest album will be coming out September 3rd. And it's obviously going to be some type of baby making music so i'm excited for it i mean i feel like drake his last couple drops have been more of the you know hip-hop me and my homies type songs so i'm excited for some more like sensitive side drake um even though i know he's gonna throw in some shadas and probably some terrible accents i just i love you know you guys know i love drake i like listening to his music I enjoy him, all that. I've really been a fan since Degrassi. Like, I'm, I've am i been on him since Jimmy, really. But the thing is, I can't deal with the accents. So I hope that this project leaves those off. You know, it is he is African-American, but it is appropriation. We got to call a spade a spade now. He can't keep running around trying to do, like, you know, alhamdulillah. Like, it's not appropriate. Like, don't do that. Don't do that. It's not okay. You're not Arab. Stop it. Okay. It's getting to be too much. Then he was trying to do a Jamaican accent. I'd be like, I know he want to get in the zone. You know, I feel it. I feel it when he want to get in the zone and stuff, doing different songs, doing different, you know, vibes, you know, paying homage to different cultures, but he got to chill with those accents. I can't. <laughs> right. Let's move on to the next topic. So the Combs girls stunned on the runway this weekend. Now, honey, when I saw these pictures of these young women pulling up to the Dolce and Gabbana fashion show in these um these little uh what are they called? Gondolas. I believe it's called a gondola. Um, so let me back up. Dolce & Gabbana is kicking off Fashion Week with their beautiful um, runway in Italy. And they had all the stars come out in gondolas, the nice little riverboats coming to drop off the guests in custom Dolce & Gabbana pieces. And several of them walked in the show. So um, the Comb Twins, Delilah Star, and Jesse James, as well as their older sister Chance, all walked in the show. They looked beautiful. They just stunned. I mean, when you put the wealth and the bone structure together, it's just like chef's kiss. Come on. Like they have the jeans, they have the wealth, they have the, you know, just natural modeling ability. You know what I mean? It's just gorgeous to watch. They look so great together. They took some um, pictures, of course, with their dad after the show and, it was just so nice. It was just black girl magic at its finest. I love to see young women just so confident and, you know, already knowing their worth and like walking in their power. There's just something about it that's just like, yes, yes, yes. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I'm looking forward to the rest of fashion week. As I see things that just catch my eye, I'll probably be posting them on the Tea Talk with Shot Instagram. So if you're not following it, go over there and follow that because that's where I post most of the news about the podcast and just, you know, polls, things that catch my eye, all that stuff happens on our Instagram. So head over there. And then last but not least, sadly, Nini revealed that her husband Greg is on hospice care, which is like end of life care. So um, after an incident at the Lanithia Lounge, Nini's new lounge, 
um, she had to address some comments that she was being rude. So basically what happened was a young lady had came to the lounge for her birthday celebration and people saw Nini walking through the crowd as she normally does at the lounge. And they were like, oh, Nini, it's our girl's birthday. Like it's her birthday. And they were kind of pointing to the birthday girl. And Nini continued to walk to the stage. And at that point, she did make an announcement where she said, you know, if you see us walking around looking kind of distracted or you feel like, you know, something's going on and you feel like, you know, we're being rude or whatever the case is that Greg is transitioning. And that's the words that she used. And, um, you know, it's really been hard on her boys, her sons as well as herself um and they're just you know trying to make him as comfortable as possible as he goes into this next phase so we're definitely praying for nini and her family um and greg and just the kids i mean it's just a terrible situation which always just reminds me like i always see that quote by robin williams like people are fighting battles you know nothing about so just be kind if somebody you know she she's a celebrity you came to the lounge obviously to be around her and you're at her lounge probably a fan of hers but if she walks by because she's probably doing something you can't just assume like oh she's being rude that came all you know i came all the way over to her lounge and she's not speaking to me I mean, yes, you know, while you're working, you should be hosting and stuff like that, but you just have no idea what people are going through. So it's just like, all right, people, you know, just be kind, (laughs) treat people as you'd want to be treated. You know, she still has to go out and do her job, even when she doesn't necessarily feel like it because she's the public face of the lounge. Um, And so that's kind of what comes with it. So, you know, we're praying for her and Greg and the boys and, um, you know, it's just never easy, but we're hoping they can have some peace at this time. All right, you guys, that has been this week's trending topics. Stay tuned for our sports report with j Rob. Hello, hello, hello out there and welcome to the sports update with j Rob. Today I will be covering the NBA and the NFL. So let's get started with the NBA. The Milwaukee Bucks have given head coach Mike Budenholzer a three-year extension. And Stan Van Gundy will return to TNT as an analyst after a rough year as the New Orleans Pelicans head coach. The Pelicans' poor 31-41 and record led to his firing in June. Now let's move to the NFL. Denver Broncos quarterback Teddy Bridgewater wins the Broncos quarterback battle and he will start over Drew Locke. The Tennessee Titans have put both head coach Mike Rabel and starting quarterback Ryan Tannehill on the COVID-19 list. And Jacksonville Jaguars rookie quarterback Trevor Lawrence has been named the starting quarterback for week one of this NFL season. And this has been the sports update with J Rob. Have an awesome week. All right, you guys, my favorite part of the podcast. And today we're doing something a little different. So months ago, I asked you if you guys would be down for story times and several of you said you would. And then we took a break. 
I got married. We took another break because I went on vacation. And today I was finally looking through the comments and I was like, oh my gosh, I never did a story time. And I actually um, was watching some story times last night and I got inspired to do one, but I was like, what am I going to talk about? And then it hit me. And today's story time is going to be about the time I got scammed by a YouTuber you might know with receipts. All right, so let's get into it. So going through, I'm just going to call this YouTuber Wolf. And you guys can try to see if you can guess who I'm talking about when I say Wolf. And then I will give you the full name at the end of the story time. So you guys can play along and try to guess who I'm talking about. I'm going to give you tons of clues. So if you happen to know this YouTuber or watch these vlogs at the same time I did, you might guess it. Um, all right, so let's get into it. So basically about 2017, I was obsessed with LA YouTubers. Um, I was single. I was living here by myself. Um, on the East Coast, and I was just like mesmerized by everything the LA YouTubers did. You know, just walking around to the historic sites, like going to Venice Beach, getting the good food, like all of that. It was definitely my bag. So I was watching these different LA YouTubers, and then I found this group of like young Black LA YouTubers. And I definitely just kind of connected with them instantly. So I'm talking about DDG. I'm talking about Mike. I'm talking about Simone, um, Kennedy Simone. And um, other people in that group. And the scammer that I'm talking about, Wolf, is one of these people. So, um, yeah, one of them was the one who scammed me. So this YouTuber that scammed me just like legit, she just seemed to be so legit to me. Like whenever he was involved in the stage pranks or whenever they were going to involve him in the vlogs or whatever, I definitely liked watching when he was a part of it. So I was like, oh, okay, so I'm going to find his channel. So I go through and I look at the tags, you know, in the descriptions and stuff of the YouTube. Then I find his channel. So now I'm watching his channel because he had multiple channels also. So this is around 2017 when the big YouTubers realized in order to get like enough ad revenue to live off, you had to do multiple channels, right? So they're in fake relationships, having a quote unquote family channel. Then they have their prank channel. Then they have their vlog channel. So at this time, there was nothing, it was nothing for these people to have two or three channels for one person, right? So I'm just finding more and more channels for this person, more and more content. And especially when you get involved and you go on the rabbit hole with YouTube videos, it's nothing to binge like hours and hours of content in one night, especially when they put out tons of stuff. I mean, they would turn on their camera just to go get food. They would turn on their camera to like walk down the street every time they moved and they move often, but every time they move, they had the camera like, Oh, this is the empty space. And then when they get, you know, furniture and they do decor and all that stuff, they're like, Oh, this is the furnished tour. So it's just content, content, content. And they were like always around each other and living alone at the time and being single like I had friends and I was doing stuff but it just seemed so fun like it gave me like dorm vibes you know being probably was I like 27 at this point I was already out of college I was already out of 
you know, I was still in school. I was getting my master's, but I was doing it virtually from home and stuff. So I was just, you know, it just wasn't that dorm environment of having your friends super close. Like they seemed to be like some of them lived in the same building or they lived like near each other. So they would, they would do content together and collab together all the time. So they were just always seeming to get together and like do these fun things. So they were like my friends in LA, quote unquote. That's how I thought of them. Okay. So, you know, vlogs pull you in and that's kind of what I was just talking about. So that's how I felt. So now let's fast forward to the scam coming. So now we're nearing the end of 2017. The scammer had moved into a new apartment. He got this cute dog. So I just found myself watching it like every day, like every time I had my notifications on, Every time, you know, he would post, I was like running to see like what they were doing next. And then I found out that there was a major announcement. So he's announcing all his platforms. There's a major announcement. There's a major announcement. (sighs) Tea break. And so I was like, okay, you know, like what's this announcement going to be? Also, before that even happens, he had like this relationship with this girl and like they were so cute together. And then I found out later that all that stuff is fake and they just literally like contract these models to be their quote unquote girlfriends. They pay them through the AdSense that they get from the videos. And that's kind of that. That's why you see like people just having kids to prove like, no, we're really in a relationship. I'm like, Okay, sure, whatever. All right, so he's in a relationship. He has a cute dog. He just moved to a new apartment. Like things are obviously popping off in his life. And he announces that he's going to achieve his next dream, which has become a fashion designer. So I was like, oh, okay, like, okay, fashion designer. Now, this is like the summer of 2017. So he's like, oh, I'm designing stuff for the winter of 2017. So by the time my website goes live, there'll be a couple t-shirts and hats and stuff, but it'll be mostly winter clothing. So I'm like, oh, okay, bet. Like I live in sweatsuits and hoodies and all that stuff. Like I'll totally be down. So when the designs dropped, I was like, okay, like it was pretty expensive for me at the time. I wasn't normally, I mean, even now I wasn't normally spending over a hundred dollars for a sweatsuit because each piece was about $50. Right. So I was like, okay, maybe I might get the pants and then I can style it with like t-shirts or whatever long sleeve tees that I have here or like thermals or whatever. So I'll just get the pants and then I'll style the rest of it with stuff I already have here because being kind of broke, I'm like, all right, $50, I can see that. But I wasn't trying to spend over $100 plus shipping to get a sweatsuit. And there was like other stuff that he had, but I was like, let me just get the pants. Thank God I said that, right? So he's publicizing it um, all over his social media. I made the order. After I made the order, he was on his Instagram like, oh, did you guys see that? The collection came out today and all this stuff and like go and order, you know, after you order, like write down in the comments. So I was all excited being all weird (laughs) and I'm all in the comments like, oh, I sent my order and he liked my comment and I was like, oh, okay, cool. So everybody's just talking about stuff they bought. So, um, this happened on December 15th. I bought these sweatpants, right? And I'm okay. So there's like a rush going on. It's the holidays. And they did tell us that everything was going to be custom printed by ambitious printing. So that's important to remember. So everything is going to be custom printed by ambitious printing. 
And so when you get your receipt and all that good stuff, shipping confirmation, everything is going to be coming from this place. Now I have bought merch in the past, so I knew how it worked. I've, I've actually worked, um, and seen the company that they did this through. Cause it was like a Shopify. You guys are familiar with Shopify, right? It basically just gives, um, creators a way to easily like shut up shops and communicate with their, um, with their followers and their supporters, but everything is done through Shopify. So they don't have to set up like how you're going to pay and encryption sites and all that stuff. So it makes it better for your customers. Cause they don't have to be worried about using like small rinky dink websites where your information will be all over the place. Like Shopify does all that stuff for you. They offer PayPal, they do all of that. So you can give your customers a better experience. So it was an order through Shopify, but their specific shop of it. You see what I'm saying? So ambitious printing was that. And they did say at the time of order that everything was going to be, you know, custom printed. They're going to try to do groups as, you know, bulks of orders as orders come in, but everything is going to be custom printed. So it's going to have to be two weeks um, plus the two or three days for shipping. So, okay. So already looking at like three weeks, just give or take three weeks because you, they know, five to seven business days really rounds out to a whole extra week. So that's what I was expecting. So I'm like, okay. And then I gave them like another week because of the fact that it was Christmas and there were so many orders coming in or whatever. So now we're at the end of February. We're in February, 2018. I still haven't received a shipping confirmation. And of course I haven't received the pants. So I'm like, okay, this is $50. I could have used this for something else. And I was like, high key pissed at the time right because I was still like watching supporting seeing other people get their merch and I'm like well why am I not getting my merch and also like what's going on so then this whole conspiracy comes around that the clothing line was pre-order and that the items weren't going to be coming out until March or April because we all just pre-ordered from prototype items because the scammer had the items on his body already. He made everybody feel like, oh, this is just going to be a two-week process. And when you order, they tell you it's going to be a two-week process. But in actuality, it was a pre-order. So I was like, oh, okay, that's what we're going with. All right, well, let me just cancel my order because I don't want that. I wanted for the winter months, you know, when I had ordered December, January, February, where it's cold on the East Coast, I wanted the sweatpants for then. I don't really want the heavy sweatpants for March and April. And I had ordered them like oversized. Like I just wanted like, they were going to be cozy for winter for me. So I was like, okay, you know, I wasn't even mad at that point. I was just like, okay, it's taking longer than I wanted to. I really don't want to just waste $50. So I'm going to go and cancel my order and get my money back because that's, they said that was an option. So when the whole thing came out that it was pre-order and that we weren't going to be getting them for months, I went to cancel my order with ambitious printing. They said that I'd have to reach out to customer service. I did that. I never got a response. So I just started emailing back the people that sent me my original confirmation notice. They never got back to me. So I was just completely being ghosted. I saw other people in his comments saying, you know, I asked for a refund. I wasn't able to get one. And then I began to see the comments get deleted. So I never even ended up commenting on his page or nothing like that. I just 
let it go. I was like, well, obviously I've been scammed and I've actually heard of this happen to other people, other creators where they just use the money from the pre-sales to actually fund their clothing lines so that down the line they have like capital to make their clothing lines, but they don't tell people that you have to tell people it's a pre-order because when you pre-order something and you pay for it, and it never really comes to light, then you're just like, okay, so I obviously was the one, the num-num that paid for this clothing line to be made, but I didn't get anything out of it because I didn't get the products or nothing. Like I didn't get anything out of it. So I'm like, okay, I'm just going to try one more attempt to get this whole situation rectified. So then this is actually where I had the receipts because this was so long ago, I couldn't find the receipts and I couldn't remember the name of the printing company. But I had actually reached out to one of my favorite T channels, Troyce TV, but at this time he was blowing up, right? So I reached out to Troyce and I was like, oh, this um, popular YouTuber that runs with DDG, he scammed me, like make a video about it, please, please, please. But at that point, it was just like, you know, he even came on social media. He's like, yo, there's too many of y'all following me. I don't even really answer DMs of people that I don't know. And so it just kind of got lost in the shuffle. So nothing really happened. So that's my story of how I got scammed. Now, you know, looking back years and years later, I'm like, it's only $50. But at the time I was so mad. And I was also so hurt because I kind of felt like, you know, I thought they were my LA friends. Like I felt like part of the group, but um, involving my money into that situation kind of made me realize, like, pull the curtain back. Like, this is just a job for them. Like, these people don't know you. They don't care about you. It's not a thing. Like, relax. You know, you're like fangirling out. But at the end of the day, they don't know you. They don't want to know you and whatever. And so if you've made it to the end of the story, I'm going to tell you who it is. And if <laughs> I feel like... I feel like if you were interested enough to finish this story, then you probably watched these vlogs back in the day and you know who I'm talking about already. But drum roll, please. I am talking about Chino Alpha Wolf. Chino Alpha Wolf scammed me, y'all. That's who it was. And his page is still live today. So if you want to go spam him, I'm just playing. No, please don't. I don't even care. I don't think I even have the card and or account to refund it back to at this point. It's been so long. But yes, that's who I was scammed by. Thanks for playing. And of course, you know, don't send any hate to this channel. I mean, God, it's been so long and it's a hustle, right? You know, he's hustling. I was hustled. It is what it is. I'm not happy about it, but this, this, this podcast is not about sending hate. It's the fun little story time. So I hope you guys liked it. All right. Stay tuned for our outro comments. All right, guys, thank you for listening to this episode. As always, thank you for sharing, participating in our polls, just everything you do to make this podcast continue to grow and grow and grow. As always, arrest the cops that killed Brianna Taylor. We won't stop until she gets the justice that she deserves. Have a beautiful day or night wherever you are. And I love you for listening. Bye.